1: took to the script to uh, a little bit of, I think, what was pre-advanced notice of what was going to be talked about and then kind of went off script. In the meantime, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders delivered the Republican rebuttal to Biden's State of the Union address. There were certainly jeers. There were certainly cheers. There were noticeable boos. There were moments where Republicans uh, applauded and erupted um, at moments during the the president's State of the Union address, and uh, certainly there were um, kind of those moments where there was a little bit of bipartisanship. And it's the typical thing of what you see when a president gets up and has the bully pulpit, so to speak. And it was one of those up, up and away moments, uh, to be sure. Meanwhile, there is also a lot of concern over more people that have died as a result of the earthquake that hit Turkey and uh, Syria and um, boy, it is... horrendous the damage that is over there. We'll talk a little bit about that, of course, plus nail the score our final one as the Super Bowl Bowl rather draws close on Sunday and your thoughts in the mailbag and a television couple that a lot of people love on HGTV to give us some advice on some things we can do to clean up when we've dropped stuff plus talking about what they found out on their uh, show as far as what's happened with uh, houses, etc. I'll explain when we talk to Dave and Jenny Mars, if you know who they are. So, But first, let's talk about um, the state of the union. There was one moment, and one that is being memed about, talked about, tweeted about, um, kind of all over the place, when Marjorie Taylor Greene had this to say let's see if you can uh well i don't think we have it actually because it was so tough to to actually hear her but she screamed liar and um she got the president's attention during that and as i said it was one of those moments that uh was tweeted about all all over the place she was uh shouting that And Biden joked back and he said, well, I'm glad I'll tell you I enjoy conversion. It means if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's like a majority of you, but it's being proposed by an individual. I'm politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by somebody. That's kind of what he said in that weird interaction where Green, the Republican from Georgia, gave a thumbs down, jumped up during President's State of the Union address, during the joint uh, meeting of Congress in the House of Chamber of the U.S. Capitol, of course, on this February 7th which as i said is one of those moments it's one of those presidential defining moments and certainly for a party who's in power it's a uh, a big moment whenever you have any kind of a, a state of the union address so conservatives preempted biden's speech criticizing his leadership the state of the union deteriorating and on the other side of that the president was optimistic about America's future, uh, even while being heckled by Republicans, some of them, when he says some Republicans want to cut Social Security and Medicare, for example. And, and it was about um, looking at the takeaways from the address. It was about, um, gosh, three of the big ones, I think, was the whole idea of this bipartisan theme with tougher words kind of sprinkled in the middle of it. Because you've got to remember, the last time he gave a major speech was back in September. So this was a different kind of, of speech and not necessarily acrimonious like those in the past. At the start of the speech, he nodded to both Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, And uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell hit newfound status as the long-serving Senate leader in history, the longest serving. And uh, he said in the beginning, he talked about his first two years in office, saying that the two sides had the ability to come together on issues like infrastructure and toxic burn pits, saying specifically to my Republican friends, if we could work together together The last Congress, like the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together and find consensus on important things in this Congress as well, specifically focusing on the infrastructure law, which earned some significant Republican votes in the Senate, a moment that came with some ribbing, uh, certainly, But uh, he said, I want to thank my Republican friends who voted for the law and my Republican friends who voted against it as well. I still get asked to fund the projects in those districts as well, but don't worry. I promised I'd be a president for all Americans. So there were kind of those moments, I think, that were absolutely sprinkled in specifically throughout his his speech. I think Republicans took exception to Biden alluding to a plan promoted by Senator Rick Scott to sunset all federal programs. After five years, enforced their reauthorization, which Democrats argued could apply to entitlement programs like Social Security and Medicare. The, Re- the Republicans, the GOP, has largely shunned Rick Scott's plan, and many prominent Republicans have insisted they won't cut Social Security and Medicare. McCarthy said ahead of the speech that he had asked Biden not to employ phrases used in the past like extreme MAGA Republican." And Biden did not do that. He did not use anything with MAGA at all in the... um in the the speech, he did go after big oil for reaping record profits when gas prices were record highs at record highs. Big pharma for drug prices. I thought that was kind of unusual. Big tech for collecting too much personal information, especially on kids. He said he would prohibit companies from requiring workers to sign non-compete agreements. That's something that's been talked about um, a lot. He used a phrase where he said Americans are tired of being played for suckers past the Junk Fee Prevention Act, so companies stop ripping us off. And, um, you know, there was the one moment where, I mean, really, it's been 14 years since a Republican member of Congress, I didn't realize this, um, kind of crossed over the le- leapt over the threshold like I said Marjorie Taylor Greene um, yelling liar where that had happened at Barack, to Barack Obama during a speech to a joint session of Congress Tuesday's speech marked the continued trend toward partisan raucousness during what used to be a very kind of stayed affair if you will different times for sure coming up your thoughts actually on on State of the Union and a few other things when we hit the mailbag. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've been interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.
3: The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Powdy Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit DrinkSuperTea.com or call 818 965 9113. That's DrinkSuperTea.com. 818 965 9113. DrinkSuperTea.com.
5: Oh, you have mail, mistress. Let's dig in the
6: mailbag.
1: All right, what I love about this audience is you are involved, right? And I always say all opinions are welcome, whether you're right of right, left of left, somewhere in between, sick of it all, or like the fact that we're not the drone on with the same old, same old point of views all over the place and offer something a little bit uh, different often when you tune in, but for sure it is about what affects us in our backyard. And uh, I think people are pretty upset about prices at the grocery store when they pull up the average American when they're filling up and the gas prices are high when they can 't feed their families well, you know the, what you would think would be the typical thing that we would be discussing when opportunities dwindle, etc so I got this one from Jake who says, uh, "Hey, Kate, I watched a little bit of the State of the Union address." And I thought it was pretty hilarious, actually, when um, Marjorie Taylor Greene stood up in her coat. She had like a fur coat on. And she um, she called the president a liar, and then he sort of just ran with it after after that and tried to turn it into something else. I mean, there was certainly heckling that was going on, and I don't know that uh, we certainly have seen that before. You know, I'm um, somebody who is a Republican, but I'm for the voice of reason, so. Eh, to- did she need to get up and do that in grandstand? If I'm Kevin McCarthy, I probably would have preferred that she not do it because it doesn't really do much of of anything. But that is how she rolls, so she is being authentic. I guess I'll say that. I didn't really see anything new that came out of the State of the Union that um, blew me away in, in any direction. There would be some things that I'm sure you fact-check and they wouldn't be accurate And, um, you know, the idea that Republicans want to end Social Security and Medicare, well, that's just simply false. Um, To throw that out there is not right. I agree with that. I agree that um, that's not the case, that, yes, there was the Rick Scott proposal, but there were a lot of Republicans that did not would not vote for that, do not want to see that happen, et cetera. And, of course, there are so many people that are either, you know, they've paid in their whole life, they're nearing that point in their life, or they're in the middle of that. And um, imagine if you sunsetted that in um, five years. So... Um, I- yeah, I I think that that is false. I don't. I I agree with you. I can't say much more than that because I've seen the conversations and and um, many people know that that would just be suicidal with their constituents. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't. It it would not uh, curry them favor in any way. All right. Uh, this one is from Mark. And uh, he says, um, "Kate, I watch state of the union it 's just such an embarrassment about um, the idiots who stand up and heckle i don 't understand." If I were in charge of the Republican Party, when I say in charge one of the leaders, I absolutely would have strongly suggested don't do that. Don't feed the machine. Don't give anyone any ammunition. It, again, is not a sporting event. And it is not a kangaroo court. So to me, Marjorie Taylor Greene is an embarrassment to the Republican Party. I am a Republican, and I think she shouldn't have been elected anyway. So shame on the people that elected someone like that kook. (laughs) <laughs> wow so two two um Republicans saying that with a different take on on her you know the, so that 's the thing that 's what 's getting highlighted, and that 's why the stunt, there was like a balloon stunt where she walked the balloon down the hallways and then the then of course, on the heels of that, then the liar thing, so of course that 's going to be the thing that becomes a meme and is put out there, you know, et cetera. And um, there you go. Okay, one last one. This one is from Ben. And Ben says Hi, Kate. I think uh, the biggest miss of all was the, in the State of the Union address, was the re upping of the amnesty call for illegal immigrants. I think that, as you have talked about, patrolling the border a couple of times with the border patrol, that there this is a crisis that should have been taken care of a long time ago. But when we talk about drugs like fentanyl, we talk about uh, human smuggling, and we talk about so many things that are happening along that border area, and then in general what can... Also harm the um, U.S. economy, not to mention the people that are desperate and come in and have different expectations and we don't have places to, to house it. To house the people when there are so many that are coming across, especially the smuggling and the the smugglers and the fentanyl, it just infuriates me. I had a neighbor whose daughter uh, got hooked on fentanyl and ultimately died and was only 20 years old. So um, to me, the thing that has to happen and is a joke, and whoever the president is, and this one certainly hasn't done anything, is to secure that uh, border at all costs. That has to happen. There has to be sweeping immigration reform that works. Well, you know, I agree with you. I think that one of the biggest problems is that because I saw it with my own eyes and uh, it's terrible. The rape trees that are down there, the people that are also, you made a reference to it, that are being abused, who are saving every nickel to try to flee a horrible situation where they are, to only be discarded somewhere in the middle of a desert when they can't get across the border and... Then you've got the Border Patrol with the cat and mouse game that they're playing and trying to do whatever they can to round up uh, you know, some of these drug rings that are doing whatever they can to get across through tunneling or other means. They always seem to find a way. And the list is long, my friends. Very, very long. Alright, so I'm going to move on to something else. This one is from Joseph. And Joseph says, Kate, I just want you to know, because of you, sweetheart, oh nice, I am cheering for the Eagles. I can't believe it because I definitely am not an Eagles fan, but I don't have a dog in this hunt, if you know what I mean. So I, um, I'm going to cheer for your Eagles versus the Chiefs. I like that uh, coach from what I've read. And I um, I think they deserve it. I don't hate the Chiefs, but I'm just deciding that the Eagles is the team that I'm going to root for. And I hope that we have a very, very close game so it's worth watching in the first place. Thanks for that. Um Yeah, you know, will it be a close game? Let me look at my crystal ball. Oh, ask again later. If only I could make those kinds of predictions. Philadelphia's only favored by a point and a half. And it's, of course, in Arizona, it's uh, always a different stage, the Super Bowl. There's nerves, I think, no matter what anyone says, that play a part of it in the very, very beginning of the game. And you look at these two teams, and in some ways they are so evenly matched. And obviously they're the two best that are left uh, standing. And I do hope we see a close game, right? Even though I'm pulling for the Eagles, boy, I have a lot of friends in KC and a lot of super close friends that are lifelong chief fans who are trying to make little fun side bets with me by the way, so it is pretty interesting and at the end of the hour, it 's perfect to actually promo this, we have our last nail the score, which is uh Of course, the Super Bowl, who's going to win, Philly or KC, what you think the final score is going to be. And you can join us or you can send me an email during that segment. And it counts if that's the case and I get it in time. And maybe you win the prizes. Uh, We've given away many prizes in the years that I've done this but not recently we haven't been able to do that, so I'd be thrilled. The phone number to call in, just keep it handy, 855-266-5283, 855-266-5283. But again, we're not leaping there until the tail end of the hour, and that's when we'll do that uh, nail the score. Because coming up next, we're going to be talking to a couple that – has really kind of rocked the hgtv world they have a show on hgtv dave and jenny mars and we're gonna be talking about a couple different things with them their show is called fixer to fabulous guess they've done like 300 homes now and they do that uh, in arkansas in their hometown so stay with us
4: You are listening to GCN.
0: Visit GCNlive.com today.
3: USA News Update. A federal appeals court rejected Donald Trump's claim that he's immune from prosecution on charges he plotted to overturn the 2020 election. The court handed the former president an expected defeat that he suggested he would contest at the U.S. Supreme Court. Jennifer Crumley's been convicted on all charges in her landmark involuntary manslaughter trial in Michigan. She's the mother of Ethan Crumley, who fatally shot four classmates and wounded seven others at Oxford High School in November 2021. Both Jennifer and her husband James faced four counts of involuntary manslaughter with prosecutors alleging they overlooked signs of their son's mental health challenges. House Republicans are staunchly opposing the Senate's bipartisan border and foreign aid package. Speaker Mike Johnson expressed concerns that the legislation, which merges border policy adjustments with military assistance for Ukraine and Israel might exacerbate issues at the southern border. John Schaefer, USA News. Are you still
5: looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888 or visit us online at NutriMedical.com
6: Dot com. GCNfood.com. com
1: How pleased I am to welcome this dynamic duo to the show. Dave and Ginny, they are all over the place on HGTV. They're a husband and wife duo. You know what they do. They have Fixer to Fabulous on, uh, again, HGTV. They focus on restoring historic homes in uh, their neighborhood in Arkansas. They've completed about 300 of them, is what I'm told now. I didn't even realize it was that high. Custom new homes. And they run Mars Developing. They're a company that specializes in renovating and restoration of historic homes in Northwest Arkansas. So with 10 kids, you can imagine um, five kids, (laughs) 10 would be really a a lot. Five is a lot. But yeah,
7: for a second,
1: exactly. But they are the parents of five kids. If you watch the show, you know about that. And they're here today to share some really great budget-friendly tips and tricks to get the most value out of everyday items for a happy clean home and boy i so so need this welcome to both of you so with five kids what an
7: intro i mean dynamic duo
1: you are the dynamic duo with five kids under nine and the crazy busy schedule you have what kind of tips can you give us for keeping our our homes clean
7: well, uh, first of all, thank you for that such a great introduction and for welcoming us. Um, Jenny and I are all about products that can cover a wide category of uses. And so that's why we've really partnered with Arm and Hammer, the Give it the Hammer campaign because it gives value. It gives, you know, products that really uh, people are able to use for multiple things.
0: Yeah. And that's something that, you know, as a, as parents, we're very busy. Um, our kids are busy. Our, we have a farm, we have animals. And so we're using products like Arm & Hammer baking soda, for example, on many different things, you know, pets, accidents on the carpet or rugs. Um, we're cleaning drains, grout, so many different things, um, laundry. And so, yeah, when Arm & Hammer asked to, to partner with us for this campaign, we were all about it because we love these products.
1: Yeah. So, Jenny, tell us more about the products. You're right about the drain. I just did that, and I didn't even realize I could do it. I think that there's more uses than you realize for it.
0: Yes, there are. There's so many uses yeah. for Arm and Hammer. Combining, you know, with vinegar to clean your shower curtain, cleaning your grout. Um, if you have pet accidents. Or, or kid accidents. Um, you know, you can clean up the the spill and then pour a little baking soda on, let it sit for about 15 minutes and then just vacuum it up, which is a great trick, um, that we find, you know, we use often, um, use it for, we like to put it in our kids' shoes. That's
7: the, that's (laughs) the best use right there. I mean, uh, like for all these years, I grew up with it. In, you know, my parents had it in our refrigerator, which it does help with the smell there. But the kids' shoes, it's been game changing for our family. I mean, it's it's, it's made up our bedroom um, you know, a habitable place again.
1: (laughs) I like that. I I like what you had to say there, Dave. I'm going to keep that in mind. Jenny, when you, you see all the baking, what other things do you do with your kids that keep them busy? Because that's part of it. Cause they're underfoot. Let's face it. You love them, but they're underfoot
0: yes no kidding yes the kids like we said we we love to bake but we do we live on a farm we have lots of animals we have we have some land we have a blueberry farm so the kids are outside a lot we actually moved um from our little downtown to be out on our farm so that the kids could be outside and they're out you know building forts playing with the animals um our youngest loves mud puddles he has a little mini excavator that he just Literally could be out playing in the mud all day long. Um, so it's really just, you know, trying to keep them busy, get out their energy, be outside, run around. But with that, of course, comes messes as particularly in. Northwest Arkansas right now, we have, it's been icy and now it's slushy and muddy. And so they're, you know, bringing all of that into the house. So once again, products like Arm & Hammer are super helpful because, um, we do laundry every day in our house and we love that the Arm & Hammer detergent also has OxyClean already in it. So it helps with stains, um, and all of the mounds and mounds of laundry that we do all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you definitely have a lot of laundry. And, and again, as we're having this conversation, yeah. you're giving me ideas for, and, and the listeners too, for ways that they can use baking soda, for example, obviously, other than just in the refrigerator. Like Dave said, I grew up that same way. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you both this because I'm so curious about it. The success you're having on HGTV. Dave, did you ever imagine that?
7: never in a million years it was not on our radar at all um we are still in awe of the people that you know want to watch our crazy mess so um but it's a beautiful mess we are at the end of the day we are just you know this is a season of life and we're family that we're just trying to figure it out like everyone else out there i mean we're trying to figure out like groceries are so expensive um kids sports all the things that the busyness um you know, creating the right amount of time for work for family, for our farm, and you know this it, right now the t v show is just it, it it's a job, it's something that we do, but um no, I never thought it would be something that we would ever do,
0: you right, know. no. Yeah, Jen- stop
7: right
1: there. Just, no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Jenny, for you, you know, I think about it. I said it that it's like three hundred custom new homes. And this is a hard question too, but do you
0: do you have a favorite one that you did? Oh gosh, that's a hard question. Yeah. Um I think Honestly, our, my favorite is our house. I would say we renovated an old farmhouse. We actually moved our farmhouse from our town's downtown area and moved it out to our farm, which was just a piece of land that we turned into a farm, um, and renovated it completely. And so I think that's, that's my favorite. It's, you know, over a hundred years old, it's small and quirky, but we love it. And yeah, it's my favorite.
1: All right, well, we can't wait to see what the dynamic duo comes up with next. Dave and Jenny Mars, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank Thank you.
7: you We appreciate you.
1: Thanks. All right, um, pretty interesting, right? So, an ordinary couple—they have—they uh, have an interest in fixing homes up, and they are renovating their own place. And then the next thing, you know, they're in the middle of this really great success on on HGTV. And and uh, as he said, he didn't think that people would want to watch the mess, <laughs> right? And they do because they're like they're very authentic. It's real. What you see is what um, other people are dealing with. Whatever the mess is in your life, you know, it's not all pretty and clean. And they illustrate that. They don't try to really hide anything because they've got kids and, and they're trying to get their energy out. And they're trying to do what, what they do. Okay, a couple of minutes left in this segment. And then we are... Jumping to nail the score, what's going on in Turkey? Really sad. Over seventy-seven hundred people dead. Five thousand buildings collapsed. There was a story about a newborn that was saved after after the mother gave birth underneath. A massive pile of rubble. You know, there's, where there's life I'm in the middle of this uh, apocalypse. What uh, there is the sadness, but there is the uh, the amazingness of of that happening. So, just thousands of buildings that are pancaked or in different forms of collapsing in both countries. By the way, Syria too. And there are more than 4 million people that were already relying on humanitarian assistance. So you've got freezing weather conditions that are... Hurting the survivors and complicating rescue efforts. There are a lot of Americans who have um, given to the effort already. And there are Americans who are part of a recovery team that are over there. So there have been 100 aftershocks. I talked about that in the last show. And that quake is one of the strongest to hit that area in more than 100 years. And it was so close to the surface. And that was part of the reason for the kind of destruction that was was seen because of where The um, earthquake, you know, where it it hit and um, just destroyed furniture and glass and families separated and wandering around and trying desperately to find the um, other family members and survivors were still being pulled from the destruction more than 48 hours after the quake hit that crushed thousands under their their homes. I mean, there was even one moment where there was the rescue of a 14-year-old boy that was broadcast live on the air, and that showed that glimmer of, of hope that happened on Tuesday that maybe others will survive, but the death toll does continue to climb because the search teams are navigating blocked roads and collapsed infrastructure and the violent aftershocks and i Covering anything that they, uh, the, you know, the, uh, that's in their their path, but it's very, very, very difficult, and just what a humanitarian catastrophe that uh, is about 23 million people in all could be affected by it. And I mentioned it's pretty dire in Syria. We're talking about 70% of the population already was in need of assistance before the quake. So now imagine in the war hit Syria, that's already overloaded. You can only imagine what, um, what that's like. And by the way, I have a new figure. It is closer to now really 8,000 people. People and and climbing uh sadly that number of people who died so far as a result of that um as a result of that. Earthquake! So uh, just an awful, awful, awful thing. And I'm going to end on this one. What is going on in the skies? A United flight returned to San Diego Tuesday morning after the crew reported a laptop fire in the cabin. This was a plane headed to Newark, departed San Diego 7 o'clock in the morning, returned right before 8 o'clock. Four flight attendants were taken to the hospital. Two customers were evaluated on site. Luckily, the crew helped save lives. Crazy. Stay with us. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog—yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook, Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook, or hit me up on Twitter at kate s delaney at kate s delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening. Listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours, and how it affects us, we throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com.
2: 1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. Eight hundred two nine six thirteen twenty seven. 296 1327
5: The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G-them.com.
2: For the weekly installment of Nail
1: the Score. Well, it's no mystery. The final Nail the Score is the Super Bowl game. You know, there are questions like which Kelsey brother will have the biggest impact Jason at center for the Eagles or Travis, the shorthands man receiver for Pat Mahomes, so often the intended target the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles are only favored by a point and a half. The over-under in this game, 51 total points. So you can send me your guesses, kate at kate com. kate at kate com. If you're up and kicking, you can call in as well during the segment, 855-266-5283, 855 266 5283 Five five two six six fifty two eighty three. You just tell me who do you think is going to win and what the final score is going to be. And if you nail the score, you win fabulous prizes plus bragging rights. So this is it. This is the final curtain period, and then uh, nail the score is over. The season just. Absolutely flew by and the offseason is going to be interesting because it could be a giant quarterback shuffle which I think it will be and there are going to be other questions for so many teams it's always like that that's what I think makes it intriguing and that's why it's 24-7 there's places that you can find football talk because there there are a lot of things to still talk about in the offseason but for now it is about getting to the finish line the big crescendo the big game people who have paid companies that have paid seven million dollars for a thirty second ad or a sixty second ad, depending, or a handful of ads. It is also about what will the commercials be like in the middle of this game. Will it be a close game? There are all kinds of exotic bets that happen. It's um it is like a holiday. In this country, it is part of American tradition, whether you like football or not. So often people find themselves at least going to a Super Bowl party. So maybe you're headed to a Super Bowl party. So again, if you're going to. If you're gonna level a guess, you can do that by uh, sending to me Kate at Kate Radio dot com. Kate at Radio dot com. All right, Jeremy Paulson, you're up first. Great work on the technicals. I know you're playing. You're a wounded warrior. You're playing hurt. So we thank you for that. What do you think is going to happen in this game?
2: Yeah, I wanted to go first. Uh... I actually, I'm going to give it to your Eagles, because I think their defense is going to pull it out over the Chiefs. Uh, I want to say 37 to 34, Eagles. 37
1: to 34, Eagles. All right. Um, that's a good guess, because, uh, again, it's close. And you're also talking about the fact, with that kind of a guess, that we're going to see some points that are going to be scored. But it's kind of a question, as it is a question mark, as to what is going to happen, I think, with the offensive lines, for one. It's, um, you know, in, in watching both of these teams during the regular season, you think... Gosh, Kansas City, I would think for them, they would have to get ahead early and probably play from a leading position. That would probably be best for them. Philadelphia is going to run the ball. Um, Philadelphia has, just like Mahomes, they have a quarterback that scrambles. And, you know, right now... The Eagles, with just that one-and-a-half-point favorite, that's it. They're roughly 76% of the bets are being placed in favor of Philadelphia. Hmm. So uh, how about that? I um, I, th- I think that this is going to be close. I, in, in looking at Mahomes and really zeroing in on what he can possibly do... And in looking at the Eagles and their again their offensive line, um, the Eagles this year sixteen and three overall, five hundred and forty six points scored. The Chiefs this year sixteen and three overall, five hundred and forty six points scored. Six All Pros, including a Kelsey brother in the quarterback. Six All Pros, including a Kelsey brother and a quarterback. For the Eagles, NFC's number one seed, AFC's number one seed. Boy, there are so many things that are razor thin, close, and all of this. Jalen Hurts, if he can get loose, because he likes to scramble too, and and has to for a first down or um, even to get into the end zone. I'm I'm gonna say that it's tough for me to go against the Eagles in this one, and I think the. The um, the Eagles' defense, to Jeremy's point, has been great, but they haven't faced anyone the caliber of kind of a, a Mahomes, really. But um, I think they're up to the task, and it's, like I said, going to be tight. But I'm picking the Eagles, and I think the final score is going to be, um, gosh, so hard to try to nail the final score. I'm going to say, see, see, very hard, I'm going to say 42 to. Um, 37, 42 to 37, the teams are so evenly matched that it's like you could almost pick a tie. Someone said that to me and I said, yeah, that's kind of what I think It's you could almost go, you could almost go that way. It's, it's so, it's so tough to look at this. And, and nail it. All right, I'm getting a couple emails, and we don't have any calls right now. So if you want to call, you got to call, get in here quickly, or send us that email, k to com. or I'm going to head to the emails, 855-266-5283. 855-266-5283. And let's go to uh, this one from Steve. Finally, I am sending you a guess. I'm working. I'm not going to tell you where. I think the defenses are going to be big in both uh, for both of these teams. I think the Chiefs win it 28 to 21. Wow, 28 to 21, way different from my guess and from Jeremy's guess. We're both putting more points up on the board. And then I have another one here from Ed, and Ed likes the Chiefs as well. From KC, Kate, got to go with my Chiefs i like the Chiefs to uh, win this one, 37 to 31. All right, 37 to 31. Again, Kate at katedelaniradio.com or 855-266-5283, 5283. Pete and Sharon missing out this time around. They always, always are here so tough because it's the tail end of the season and this is the last nail the score. I know that there's a couple more emails. I'll definitely make sure that uh, you get credit for that. Like I said this is a game You know, it's a game of inches sometimes it certainly is a game of inches and this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 is one that's going to be entertaining in a much different way. Rihanna's the halftime show I think she She should be sensational. You get a lot of eyeballs on you when you get picked, and that's a huge spot to be in and can – she would like she needs it. She's already a billionaire with everything she's done. But um, it's it'll be interesting to see what uh, that halftime show is like. And then, of course, there is a lot of betting on the Super Bowl. I mentioned it. Fifty million adults are going to bet it's projected. Sixteen billion. Sixteen billion on the Super Bowl. Wow. That's 20%. I didn't realize this. I was reading David Purdom's um Column in uh, ESPN, and that's twenty percent of the population expected to combine to bet that sixteen billion on the Super Bowl. They did a survey, the American Gaming Association. So that's you know that's up betters for the Super Bowl sixty one percent from last time around. And who will be the biggest betters? Well, Kansas, Ohio, Maryland, Massachusetts, they've launched online sports betting since the last Super Bowl. So you can bet that there's going to be some wagering that's going on there. And certainly the popularity of sports betting in the U.S. has exploded where legal sports betting markets have launched in 32 states and the District of Columbia. Good luck to everybody who tried to nail the score. We'll see if we have a winner this time around. Hats off to Jeremy once again, playing wounded, doing a fabulous job. Make it count, everybody. This is kate delaney i am truly amazed by this audience many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what i call the no drone zone how do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books so here we go go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit to reach me simply hit the contact tab and send an email behind the scenes photos great video travels The dog, yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laps, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to
6: tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said... Just go to KateDelaneyRadio.com.